You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Part two of our MSP Best Practices series, Selecting the Right Tools. If you have not already gone to our first uh, part one episode um, related to business plan, you should definitely stop listening here and maybe go back to that one because this one will make a lot more sense uh, when when consumed in sequence. But um, assuming you've already done that, um, now you are at this uh, point of your MSP practice where you're ready to start selecting uh Technologies, and that's a really critical part of being an MSP. It's a, it's not just critical. You you can't do it without good partners and good tools. And the whole purpose of starting with the business plan is to make your job at this point much much easier. You still have work to do. You still are going to have to ask some really tough questions. You're going to have to negotiate. You're going to have to do your research. And, and it's going to take some time. Uh, so I'm just letting you know that right now. But compared to 20, 30 years ago, uh, it's far easier to become an MSP today, or at least, at least to equip yourselves with the appropriate MSP tools than it used to be uh, in years past. And so we're going to talk a, a little bit about some of the tips that could help young uh, startup MSPs um, really make the right decisions and and get the get the right partnerships in place and acquire the right technologies to do what they're needing to do. So let's just dive right in and armed with your business plan, which if if you heard the first episode, you've got a a document someplace that articulates with a high degree of specificity what it is that you're you're, you're going to do in your MSP practice. It, it articulates not just your, your ideal customer profile or profiles, but it also articulates the type of services that you're going to deliver. And you need at least those two things to be answered before you can even hope to have an intelligent conversation with a, with a potential partner. And what I mean by that is when when I hear MSPs who come to us and they ask us for advice and they say, well, who should we, you know, what's the best RMM tool out there? That's a, that's a really common question. I, I, I wish I had a nickel for every time someone has asked me that question. I will often respond by saying, well, what is it that you're trying to do? What type of service are you trying to, 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 uh, to deliver? And then we'll get into a conversation and then I'll, I'll pretty quickly find out because they keep pushing, they keep saying, "Well, I want the number one rated RMM." Like it, like it's the it's the number one car in the world. What? Okay, that's not that's not how it works. You know, you know, there is no number one car in the world. There there are pickup trucks, there are sedans, there are sport coupes, there are convertibles, there are um, hybrids there are luxury vehicles there are minivans there are so many different styles of vehicle out there and everyone 
has a class, you know, with multiple vehicles in a class and there's multiple classes and there's a lot of different variety. And that's the way it should be. And the same is true with the, with the MSP tool set uh, community. There are really good tools out there, but I wouldn't rank them at all by, you know, number one or number two, because that's, you know, not how it works. There are tools that are very good for mid-market style com- customers, right? There are tools that really work well. They come with a little bit more complexity because, or I should say, they come with a lot more flexibility and customization the higher you get because that is what is demanded by that type of end user. Uh, the smaller you go, you tend to have, you know, kind of out of the box, really nice, easy to use, you know, kind of pre pre-configurations, things that integrate well with other platforms. And so you, you have different options as you are going to market selecting your tools. But I'm going to go through some of the tips um, and suggestions that I would encourage you to at least have th- thought about as you're going through and making your selections. Number one, um, armed with your business plan, you need to make sure, obviously, this is a no-brainer, but you need to make sure that you buy the right tools that will fit your business plan according to what services you need to deliver. So if you're, you know, if, if you're delivering a certain type of managed service, the tools need to fit that model. That should be a, not a fit fantastically difficult concept for, for anyone to grasp, but it needs to be stated. And, and maybe I should back up because before you even get to serving the types of customers that you want and delivering the types of managed services to those customers that you want to, to deliver as dictated by your business plan, you also need to be aware of one thing, which is you as an MSP have to buy tools that will protect you first and foremost. And that has been something in the last five to 10 years that I would say has now emerged as a, as a critical best practice uh, where ideally you're, you're picking tools that are suitable for both. But let's assume, for example, that you are only delivering, uh, I don't know, I'm going to pick a real crazy vertical market. Let's say you're only delivering managed server. You're, you're managing servers, right? That's all you do. You don't manage desktops. You don't do, um, let's say you don't even do backup for those servers, for those customers. Um, you're just doing server management and server protection, right? That does not mean that you don't, need to go out and secure and obtain a backup solution. And you might be saying, well, but Charles, the business plan that you had us write says uh, we don't have to, you know, we, we have to have the right tools for the right you know, job. And our business plan says we're not going to deliver backup as a service to these customers. We're only going to be managing the server. True. But you also have a duty, an obligation to protect your MSP practice, your organization, your people, the data, your access into those multiple, many, many, many servers that you're going to be managing in the future. 
you are now a potential access point to those servers by bad people. And so you need to operate with the right tools internally and protect yourself. That means securing yourself. That means managing yourself and everything, not just managing your own servers. It means managing your desktops, your tablets, your phones. It means accessing, you know, um, access privileges, you know, multi-factor authentication, encryption, backup, backing up your data, backing up your cloud application data, very critical. You have to do all those things regardless of what you are delivering downstream to your customers. So in some cases, those are very identical. In some cases, the MSP is delivering all the things that they would be monitoring and managing internally, if that makes sense. But if you, if you happen to have a very select and limited focus of service offering, you still have to have a very comprehensive internal, I would say not almost, you should have a full-fledged internal MSP operation yourself, inwardly focused, period. That's every MSP on the planet should be able to say, we operate a full functioning soup to nuts, A to Z, everything that we touch is managed internally. And then you have a externally delivered managed service, which, you know, is delivered and aimed downstream at your customers. Now, I'm saying all this because it's going to have an impact on maybe the types of tools that you buy. Because if, let's say, you are in the mid-market space or enterprise, right, or, or maybe you're the upper end of the SMB market, but you yourself, maybe you're a, you're a small shop, maybe you have less than 20 people. Yeah, it does happen. I've, it happens a lot, right? The, the, the effect of an, of an MSP organization that is, they themselves, a very small outfit, uh, punching up, I call it, right? Punching out of their weight class uh, and, and handling customers that are very significantly larger than them is a, not, not just, it, it not only does it happen, it is a very common thing in managed services. It, ha- it has been for a long time. So you may end up having very sophisticated downstream managed services tools and yet have a very different class of internally focused managed services tools to manage your own shop. And I'm just wanting you guys to be aware of that, to be um, aware of it as you're talking to tool vendors so that you don't, um, you don't miss it. Now, again, if you're an SMB MSP and you are selling mostly to SMB customers, then you may find yourself able to check both of those boxes with the same tool um, and, and tool vendor partnership. Just be aware of it and know that you, you, you must, and I would, I would argue that you should first start with securing your own internal technologies and operations and systems, and then focus on delivering it downstream. 
So let's assume you've done all that and now you're ready to start engaging for downstream customer tool selection. It, it is a very common thing with the big four, right? I'm talking about Kaseya, ConnectWise, Datto, and Enable. And I know that there are many other RMM ticketing backup solutions out there. I am not forgetting about you guys. I know that you are out there. I'm just making a point that the, the, the kind of big four that, uh, that dominate a lot of attention out there today and, and not, you know, not because there's not a good reason for it. They, they offer something that is pretty unique, each of them, which is they all have a kind of homogenized set of tools in theory that offer to an MSP who's, let's say, a startup, the unique ability to buy from one vendor and buy all the different types of classes of tools that they would need to be an MSP. What do I mean by that? You need a remote monitoring management platform, at least one. I know many MSPs have multiple tools, not because um, you know they just they're frivolous with their money, but because they need it. Right? They need the, the different RMN tools do different things, um, and they have different managed objects within their portfolio and they and they demand different tools. But the big four offer, you know, the ability to have that core RMM and ticketing tool set covered. And generally speaking, just between those two things, you will find a lot of MSPs who say, I like having both tools from the same vendor because they are, in theory, more likely to be highly integrated. There's a better user experience um, when when seeking out this, the same tools from the same vendor. That does not mean that you are crazy for saying, I am going to depart from that methodology and buy a RMM from one big four company and then buy a ticketing platform from another vendor. And you may be saying, Charles, will, will that work? Will that be a, a, a substandard experience? Will that be more difficult? In my experience, no, because I am aware of quite a few MSPs. In fact, a lot of the MSP verified companies, um, you know, where we have audited data that we can actually look at and, and, and analyze, uh, it, is a, it is a significant trend Right, I don't want to say maybe it's it's not a hundred percent, but maybe it's maybe it's around fifty percent of of companies that actually don't buy across the board from the same vendor, or at least I'm I'm talking about RMM and ticketing, but they will apply what I classify as a best in breed or best of breed approach to tool selection. That means that they go to market and they say who has the best RMM, period. And and that is and, and the the RMM selection is based off of their their business plan, what they need, what they have to deliver. They make the selection done. Move on to the ticketing. Who has the best ticketing platform? And the RMM vendor might be saying, "Well, wait a minute, look at ours. You should definitely look at it." But make your selection based on your needs and whether or not that ticketing platform is good. Not just that the salesperson has you on the line and saying, hey, well, you just bought the RMM, now why don't you buy the, the ticketing as well? 
make the selection based off of your needs and what best suits your customers' needs. And if they don't come from the same company, that's fine. In fact, there are some MSPs who say they like the distributed risk, right? They don't like having everything bundled up into one vendor for a variety of reasons. And I'm let that be on your... I'm not passing judgment on that right now. I'm just letting you know how other MSPs have expressed to me how they go about their, their tool selection process, and that is one of them. There are many MSPs who buy across the board because they like the purchasing experience. It's easier for them. The invoicing is, is more streamlined, I suppose. But more importantly, they believe that there is a higher level of integration. I think that that is probably true, but I think that it depends on the type of tools. Like I, I am, I am very well aware of tools that are sold within the same big four company that have not been integrated. So I think you have to make that decision yourself, and you should be aware of it. And so you can ask questions: Is this tool integrated? If it's not integrated, you may still want to go forward with that purchase because maybe it's just you get a, a better pricing. I don't know. Than, some, than going to another vendor. Be aware of that, uh, know that it exists, and be prepared to ask questions. There are, so that's a little bit about the, the tool selection philosophies that are out there. Um, buying all from one vendor versus distributing it across multiple vendors. Um, questions that you should ask your MSP tool vendor. In no particular order. Um, number one, Ask about integration. Definitely ask about integration, especially if you're buying multiple tools from the same company. You, you have every right to ask, are they integrated? Like what integration steps have they taken as a company? Do they work? You know, do all that. Number two, ask for references. Or if you don't want to ask for references, better yet, talk to other MSPs who use that same set of tools or that one tool and ask them, what's your experience? Because it's not just did the, did the purchasing experience happen smoothly and in a way that they found favorable, but also what's, what's it like to work with them on an ongoing basis? Does the tool break every patch, every update that they make? How is their technical support? How responsive are they? Do you like dealing with their tech support? Have they had any security events? How have they dealt with security events? Do they offer on-premise and cloud? Do you need both? Right, Going back to your business plan. Do they sell only to MSPs or do they sell to end users? That may matter to you. Their pricing... That, that's an interesting one because especially in the larger, it's probably not really an issue with the big four, but it, certainly if you start to go outside the big four and get into more boutique types of tools, you may have really you know, fantastic tools that do some amazing things, but the, the vendor doesn't know how to price it in an MSP-friendly way. We've seen a lot of that. So definitely be aware of that happening, especially when you get further and further away from the core um, group of, of, um, of the kind of big four companies. You really need to look at what is, what is the vendor's MSP 
friendliness, I would call it. And that includes not just um, pricing and billing, right? How do they bill? How do they, um, depending on the type of tool, you know, how flexible are they in terms of, do they have minimum purchasing requirements? Do they, are, do they provide some sort of flexible adjustment as you grow or as you ebb and flow, right, up and down? Um, do they have a correspondingly equivalent pricing program that will allow uh, them to be flexible with your needs as they change over time? Um, I would definitely ask that. Multi-tenancy, right? That's a huge one. I see a ton of great tools that are not multi-tenant. And for that reason alone, there's a lot of MSPs who say, you know what? I'd buy your technology in a, in a, in a second if it was multi-tenant, but it's not. So they, they, they can't really use it. It becomes you know, not feasible for the MSP's workflow. So channel competition, ask about it. MSP awareness, MSP friendly. Are they aware of... Not just are they aware of MSPs because that's that's uh, too easy. You really need to dig deep in some of these companies, and I'm talking again, really outside of the big four community, and and that that kind of orbit of companies that circle circle the the big four. The the further away from that, you need to really probe deeply into different vendors and ask them pointed questions about how they interact with MSPs. Do they really understand MSPs? Do they, do they have a general channel program that is like 90% VARs and resellers and break-fix companies? And they, they really only have a very tiny per percentage of real MSPs. That's going to matter in how they treat you because you're going to be in the minority and you are going to be asking them over time for things that they are not equipped to, to deal with. And that, again, that could be the, the technical functionality of it, like the multi-tenancy, or it could, in many cases, it tends to manifest itself in the billing, the invoicing, and the pricing, which, which can become very difficult as they are doing most of their business to resellers who are just passing this downstream to customers through projects. And the small percentage of MSPs that they're working with are really wanting something different, a different purchasing experience. Be aware of it. Ask, ask the vendor. Probe them before you buy, before you sign on the dotted line. Ask them these questions. It is very appropriate. Um, ask them, do they have an MSP channel program? That probably would be a good thing. Like ask them, you know, no, I'm not talking about a channel program. Do you have an MSP program? And if you do, how is it different than your other channel programs? Like make them articulate to you what those differences are. And if you don't see any difference, like it's, it's, oh, I just crossed off channel and we put in MSP. Well, that's, that doesn't do anything. Those are all critical questions to ask. And the good news is because this doesn't have to be overly complex, but the, the, the challenge becomes in having such a wide diverse community of fantastic hardware and software technologies and services technologies for that matter that are increasingly being aimed at the MSP community. Uh, the MSPs do need to 
especially startups, ha- should really do a little bit more due diligence and background, um, you know, kind of looking around and research to really make sure that they're dealing with reputable companies that do understand the MSP community and profession. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to talk to a real MSP. Like every tool that you are evaluating, you should talk to you know at least half a dozen of those of MSPs that use that tool and really get their their feedback. You know, just maybe even if you don't want to bother someone, just say, "Look, I, I you know email them. Say I'm I'm evaluating this vendor. Can you tell me you know anything about them? Do you like them? Do you not like them? You'll get some really good." Feedback, you know, if you have more of those types of conversations, and, those, and they can be really helpful. And and I'm saying, don't just get the the on the record profile, you know, reference cases, right? The the ones that are out there. I don't want to say shilling, but they're they're out there, and they're they're noted people that are advocates for that that vendor tool. They can be useful as well. But talk to the people that aren't on that list, who just use that that technology get their feedback before you make a purchasing decision and they will likely tell you things that you um, would never have heard of, certainly from the salesperson, but also from the the reference accounts that they give you to talk to. Um, and don't be afraid to maybe double up. I mean, don't do it in terms of um, just a standard across the board, you know, buy two of everything. But there are many cases where you should have multiple products um, that typically manifests itself on the security technology side and on the monitoring management side. You know, I don't think you need multiple ticketing systems. You really only need one. Um, you know, backup solutions, you typically only need one, maybe two, depending on the type of devices you, you have. Um, but you know, it's, a, it's a great time to be in the managed services profession, it's incredibly easy to get equipped with the right tools. Just make sure that you're asking the right questions and that you you align those questions with your documented business plan so that you end up with a shopping list and a shopping cart full of only relevant tools that will equip you for success down your managed services journey. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.